In Jesus' name we pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, once again, our hearts are filled with the love and the gratitude unto you for what you are to each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, that you are in our life. You are with us. You are in us. Lord, we acknowledge that the living God is our Lord and our Savior. We praise you and we exalt you. Once again, we surrender ourselves before you. Continue to speak to us as you are started speaking to us from the beginning of this worship. Lord, open our spiritual eyes and spiritual mind. Lord, to receive your word as you want us to be. Let your word has its purpose in each and every one of our life. Edify us, encourage us, strengthen us. Help us to glorify your name. Bless us to be a blessing to one another. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand here to share God's word. And uh, today, the topic which I've chosen to share with you is Repentance and salvation. Repentance is a, not a new word, and it is a basic word. It is not only as a word, it is a foundation of every Christian that we know about it. And you may be thinking, why this foundational teaching or a sermon today? And I thought of it actually, I am working on it, and still it is not complete. And it is the foundation once again, the second part will come in the coming days. Repentance, what is the biblical definition of repentance? The repentance called for throughout the Bible is a directive, to a personal, absolute, and ultimate, unconditional surrender to God as sovereign. Once again, I repeat it to you. The repentance called for throughout the Bible is a directive to a personal, absolute, and ultimate unconditional surrender to God as a servant. Though it includes sorrow and regret, it is more than that. In repenting, one makes a complete change of direction, that is, towards God, 180 degree. So what is the true repentance? The true Christian must know. The Lord Jesus says in Matthew 4.17, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If we want to enter God's kingdom, then we must confess our sins to God and repent. We all of us have a great hope. With that hope, we are all sitting here. What is that hope? In whatever the way, whatever we do, we will make heaven. That is the ultimate purpose of we sitting here. So the scripture says, without repentance, we cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you may be asking the question, what do you mean? Do you think that I am not repented or I am not aware of repentance? You may have this question. Jesus teaches about the repentance in Luke chapter 13, verses 1 to 5. Jesus was not only the one who teach about repentance. That was the major theme of even the John the Baptist 
he says in Luke 3 3 before that, he went into the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. That is the John the Baptist. Let us look at Luke chapter 13, verses 1 to 5. This is our meditation today. I will read it for you. Luke chapter 13, verse 1. There were present at that season some who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? Verse 3, I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Verse 4. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Shiloh fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem, he asked them. He said again, verse 5, I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Two incidences. In both he concluded, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Verse 13, 1, what does it mean? A current event is brought to the attention of Jesus Christ for some unknown reason. Pilate had killed some Galileans while they were in the temple at worship. History does tell us that Pilate set out to build a new water system for Jerusalem. To finance this, he took money from the temple finances. This money was set aside as a gift of God and only to be used in the service of the temple. This caused revolt among some of the people. Pilate may have caught the revolutionaries of God worshipping in the temple and killed them. That you can see in Acts 5.37. 13.2 The people thought that their death was due to some sin in their life. That God was punishing them because of some great sin in their life. That is what the people thought. That is what they said to Jesus Christ. And what was the answer? Further, before answering them, further Jesus telling in, bringing up another current event, that is chapter 13, chapter, verse 4. Some construction workers were repairing the tower on the wall of the city of Jerusalem near the pool of Shiloh. The tower fell and 18 workers were killed. They thought that this was judgment of God because of some great sin in their life. That is how the people brought to the Christ and also he highlighted the remember them, reminded them another event how the 18 people are killed. But in this scripture, what really Jesus wants us to know or teach us or teach them the lessons. Number one, just because you have troubles, maybe more than some other people, it does not mean that you are a greater sinner 
than others. Once again, I repeat it to you. If you are in trouble, your trouble may be greater than others. Don't think that you are a sinner or a bad sinner. That's why you are suffering. Trouble does not always come to a person because of sin in their life. Secondly, just because you are a Christian does not mean that you are protected to troubles. Someone said, you will miss the great tribulation, but you will not miss the little tribulation if you are a Christian. If you are a Christian, we may miss a greater tribulation, but we will never miss a small or lighter tribulation on this earth. That is the lesson. And also thirdly, when someone else has troubles and you don't, it does not mean that you are better than they are. This is the world. The world thinks in their own way and they judge themselves. The world may judge or you yourself may think that you are someone better because you are not like others. Fourthly, if all suffering was due to personal sin, we would all perish because we are all sinners. Bible confirms in Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. If that is the case, the scripture is true. That means all of us are sinner and none, everyone has to be perished. So what is the truth? That's what I said. Don't think if you are suffering, you are a sinner. Or don't think that you are not suffering or you are well off, you are a saint. As simple as that. Notice, the response that Jesus gives to both events, Jesus is telling them not to judge sin in anyone else. Instead, the sin in your life, if not repented of, will cause you to perish. Once again, I'll repeat it. The sin in your life, if not repented of, will cause you to perish. Repentance is essential for salvation. Repentance is not preached very much in these days. Instead, most preaching or understanding about salvation is an easy believism. That is, what did Jesus say about repentance and salvation? Matthew 4, 17, he said, From that time Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This was his message from the beginning of his ministry. Even in Mark 1, 14 and 15, now, after John was put to prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. After Jesus was resurrected, in his last meeting with his disciples, listen to the message that Jesus wanted to leave with them. It is appropriate word for even today. Luke chapter 24, verses 46 and 47. Then he said to them, This is written, and thus it, is, it, it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Verse 47. And the repentance and remissions of sins. Underline that. Repentance and the remission of sins should be preached 
in his name to all nations beginning at jerusalem preaching the gospel is one scripture is says but the very particularly the important word on the last day jesus himself said to his disciples that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at jerusalem how is salvation preached today accept jesus christ as the lord and savior very simple where is the repentance there thousands are walking into churches nowadays we may think that the most conver- conversions and have been baptized and joined the churches as well because they have accepted what they have accepted what they have accepted they that they were what four things i wanted to bring it to you what the preacher says about sin salvation heaven and hell are true they believe that they accept yes what the preacher says is right sin salvation heaven and also what the bible says about heaven and hell are true they believe in that and that what jesus did on the cross was real and true and necessary for salvation jesus did it and that if you don't trust jesus as your savior you will spend eternity in hell they all accept all those things the multiplied thousands of people are accepted all the right facts of information but they have never repented of their sins their heads have been counted as this many members we have and their heart but their hearts are not counted i don't mean in this church and it is generally the people count the numbers of the members of the church as those they are members they are accepted they are baptized one thing before we proceed the devil doesn't care about what you believe the devil doesn't care how you live he doesn't care what you confess to true how many times you come to the altar doesn't care if you have been baptized no problem as long as you have never repented of your sins of your sins as long as you have not repented for your sins they will never care for it whatever you do it that is why repentance repentant of our own sin is most important do you accept the fact that jesus is the son of god who came to the world to die for your sins so also the devil believes matthew 8:29 we read and suddenly they the demons cried out saying what we have to do with you jesus you son of god have you come here to torment us before the time what does it mean devil knows about jesus christ we cannot say i know jesus christ i heard about jesus christ even the devil knows the demons knows not only that he knows demons also knows that he is the he is the son of god and he has the power and also he knows about himself that he has to be tom there is a time for him to be tormented and now he is coming and telling how have you come to torment us before the time before my time you have come so you just think about how much 
very specially he needs he, the demons knows about them and about lord jesus christ we do not have that much of knowledge we simply ignore we have extreme of this side or we extreme of this side demons is balanced he knows about jesus he knows about his destiny also so in that case repentance is most important for our personal life once again what is repentance it means to think differently to change your mind repentance is seeing your sin in the same way god sees it repentance is seeing our own sin as god sees it there is a difference between what we see about and what god sees about our sin do you know the difference if you believe say amen to that i am not telling stories these are all the truth you should pay attention and think about this there is a difference of seeing our own sin by ourselves or seeing in context with how god sees our sin and seeing yourself as a sinner the same way god sees you seeing ourselves as a sinner as god sees you not only about our sin and as a sinner we have a little children come to us wanting to be baptized and ask them why they tell me or tell us that they may love jesus they born in christian family brought up or attended the church from the birth because my parents are christian i born in the church i was in the church from my birth and that that is the some of the reason and also they want to serve the lord and god answered their prayers and god they wanted to obey god and his commandment and wanted to be live like jesus and they have so many reasons to be baptized that is why the church we are very particular about the baptism you might be wondering why this time the leadership has taken this much of initiative or a strict about fill the form attend the church give your testimony write your testimony we will come to know through your testimony the people those who are not baptized or recently baptized or even yet to be baptized in the future they are giving so many reasons why they wanted to be baptized some churches it is some other extreme also even to get married to get a job to get a certificate and so on that is not our part knowing jesus born and brought up from the church my parents are christian i love jesus i wanted to obey god's commandment and jesus did it so i wanted to do it even jesus went to the baptism and i want to do it so on none of the things are true and even though they are but much more than that every individual should know and see that i am a sinner and there is a consequence of my sin that i have to be punished and jesus christ is the one who saved me who died for me and identify ourselves with him more than all understanding realizing of the consequences of sin you are in your heart you should be broken and feel sorry for it not only just feeling sorry and repent for your sin it is not just in one word to forgive all my sins you should know what is that sin that much particular special about it let us go on until a person sees themselves as a sinner on their way to eternal hell because their sin and repent of their sins they are not saved 
now that's not this to say that the little child is lost suppose you may be having what happened to the small children even matthew 19:4 verse 14 jesus said let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for such is the kingdom of heaven such is the kingdom of heaven what does that mean for us to enter god's kingdom we have to repent for our sins for children what the lord says the kingdom of god is belongs to them that's it so you need not worry about it the children the kingdom of god is belongs to them for you after you that's why we say why there is a level there is a age limit for us to repent where after 13 the church or whole world it is considered and we say that this is the right age to know what is good what is right what is sin what is sin not what is god's will what is why how god looks at our me so there is a knowledge there is a stage that's why we kept it let's move on so the trouble with many people today is that there is no godly sorrow over sin in their life we may be sorry we got caught in our sin we may be sorry for the consequences of sin we may be sorry for our sins have caught up with us but when is the last time just i ask you when is the last time you cried for cry out to god and repented for your sin and asking for god's mercy so you may be thinking that it is only for the sinners all baptized are not saints let me say it again since we are all baptized we are born again and uh, even though we claim that we are saints and on our day to day life we are living where we are live what you are going through is known to you let me go further and in that case as i want to say here every day we have to examine ourselves and that's why even before our prayers our worship and before we take part in the last table always there is a time is given for us to examine ourselves if you have any unknown or unconfessed sin in us against god or against his word that is a time for us when god when you open your heart you can see you can see as god says and you will be you should be convicted if the spirit of god is in you because that is the work of the holy spirit the holy spirit will remind you and show you in his life this is the thing that you have done before or today in words or in your deeds that is the time given to you to confess before god and feel sorry for it after you repent that is the exactly expected we know the 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 true examples of saints that is about judas scariot and as well as peter simon peter in matthew 27:3 says judas repented when he returned the 30 pieces of silver for betraying jesus he said i have sinned what is wrong in him between what is the difference between him and us he also said i have sinned we also say that we have sinned in that i have he says the verses in that i have betrayed the innocent blood was that the true repentance what did jesus judas do next he went out and hanged himself why he was sorry 
but not your godly sorrow he was sorry he did not wrong sorry he got caught he feel sorry he turned out the way he did even though he has thrown the money he was not holding it but repentance is when you bring your sins to jesus judas never did it he went away instead of coming to jesus the difference between peter and him is actually what judas said i know jesus what peter said i do not know jesus see the difference but peter came back because the scripture says he repented experienced sorrow for his denial of jesus peter did not go out and hang himself instead the bible says that peter went out and wept bitterly he felt sorry about what he did did he remember everything what he promised to him he wept bitterly the scripture says do we have that experience in our life before accepting christ or after accepting christ have that's why i ask when did we wept bitterly the last so he saw peter saw himself and his sin the same way that god saw him and his sin peter looked at his sin and said look at what my sin has done to jesus god be merciful to me a sinner we look at our sin and see what it has done to us it makes us look bad feel bad and what is expected is repentance is seeing your sin in the same way what god says is i want to repeat that if you don't see your sin that way there is no repentance we need to see how our sin affects our god repentance is seeing sin in the, as i said and pleading for his forgiveness and trusting jesus to forgive of your sin is more than just accepting the fact that you are a sinner god has already told you that so preaching repentance is not very popular in these days or even the last past days why john the baptist preached and they have served his head up on a platter jesus preached about repentance and they hang him on the cross the disciples preached about repentance and they were persecuted and killed the apostle paul preached it and he was he has been beaten and imprisoned so nowadays the preaching about repentance is not seen widely even in the present world let us see one more example about the what we are supposed to do the psalmist the david psalm 51 verse 1 to 3 if you read it see the level of his confession how much he has been broken in his spirit in verse 1 he says blot out my transgressions verse 2 he says wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin very very specific and it is very deep from his heart that shows that how much he felt regret for his sins and how much he desired and desperately for forgiveness of his sins verse 3 and 
for i acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me against you you only have i sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge so what is lack of repentance over your sin telling to jesus what is a lack of repentance over your sin telling to jesus number 1 is what you did for me on the cross does not mean much to me that means it is just as i am saying paraphrasing it on your behalf like what you did among your first if you do not have that much of knowledge about the sin we may say that you did for me on the cross that's not mean much to me that is not having that much knowledge what my sin did to you does not really matter to me what you are suffering or agony is not really that important to me jesus you deserved it so you died so the people those who are ignored about jesus may have this kind of confessions or understanding or knowledge about jesus and the cross or his sufferings what you are telling jesus if you see your sin in the same way god says it that is we how we see it jesus you hang there and took the punishment i deserved you paid my sin and you took my place you suffered for me this is how we say hello today is a day of communion you are prepared to come to take part in this communion service are you in a position to say and accept to jesus you hang there and took the punishment i deserved you paid my sin and you, you took my place you suffered for me now only you are wake up so what you are doing that's why i used to say from the beginning pay attention to every word there are it is god who speaks and the word is directly to you you have to pay very carefully what is there for you to carry god blesses it is not he is not come all the way just from heaven to catch you and give you he will not speak to you as you just kneel down only at that time and so on i don't want to go on details but what i want to say is god speaks to you at any time at anywhere but when we come to his house every word is of his so it is up to you how much you get grasp if you are relaxed and reluctant you miss everything if it is something for you you should say amen to that because it is you that is in your mind if you are awake and you may accept it yes it is me i have to say it for that alone you have come here let me say further if you are a true repented christian you may say jesus i repent my sin i see my sin for what it is i see my sin for what it did to you can you say that jesus i see how that every time i sin it is the slap in your face your shame to your name your strip on your back jesus i am so very sorry for my sin 
That's why, what we say, if we keep on sinning, believing that I am a believer, I am a child of God, I am a servant of God, I am a worker of God, don't take it lightly and casually for our day-to-day living. We should live in this world as Jesus lived. He lived in this world sinless before God, blameless before men. As simple as that. If we do not have that kind of living in a day-to-day life, blameless life before men, you are a sinner. You are expected to repent before God before you come to our altar. If you are conscious, if you believe, if you think that you are a sinner before God, these are all the things. Again, you are expected to repent before God before come to fellowship with Him. Because of the time, I have to close it. Once again, I repeat it here. As a outline, Jesus teaches about repentance. In the introduction, as I said, even the John the Baptist preached repentance. Repentance is essential for salvation. Pilate killed some people in the temple. People thought that God was punishing them for some great sin in their life. Whereas, there is no great sin or small sin. Sin is sin. That is how God sees it. Troubles does not mean that you are a greater sinner. You are not at all, I don't know what to say. Troubles does not mean that you are a greater sinner. You don't understand it. That means, one, I may take it, you don't understand, or you never ever gone to trouble. Am I right? You have to accept any one thing. For everything you are keeping silent means, what do you want me to say about you? What God will think about you? In this place, I cannot say any wrong words. But I will leave it with you. Anyhow, for your understanding, let me repeat it. Troubles does not mean that you are a greater sinner. A Christian is not immune to troubles. That is, you cannot think or believe you never ever have trouble in your life. The scripture says, the righteous will have more troubles. So, you are not, again, another one, you are not better than those who have more troubles. If suffering was due to personal sin, we would all perish. Don't judge sin in anyone else's life. Unrepented sin in your life will cause you to perish. That is the message Jesus said in the gospel, Luke Gospel 13. Unrepented sin, you also will perish likewise if you, are, you are, have an unrepented sin. So Jesus preached about repentance. Accepting the true fact about the salvation does not save. Without repentance, there is no salvation. The devil believes all the true facts about salvation. But he has never repented. That's why still he remains forever as a devil. Repentance means to think differently to change your mind. Repentance is seeing your sin the same way God sees it. Judas only felt sorry for the way 
his sin turned out peter saw his sin the way god did and repented we often view our sin as to what it has done to us not jesus but you would see your sin differently if someone you loved was punished every time you sin satan wants an easy believism preach that all you have to do to be saved is accept the right fact david had the right heart of repentance a lack of repentance tells jesus that he deserved his death on the cross repentance tells jesus that you see your sin for what he did to him as a conclusion sin needs to be confessed and repented sin your life should break your heart like he does god's heart when we sin don't think that as you rejoice you may rejoice god but god it grieves god because we are his children before let us not leave god to grieve for our sins we grieve for our sins and repent before him so god rejoices and our rejoice will be restored i i wish all of us will know and understand what repentance is without repentance there is no christianity always i used to say without repentance repentance is the foundational doctrine and teaching of the believer church let us thank god for this words <clears throat> close your eyes just recollect about this 45 minutes what you have heard it is all about repentance repentance is not new thing for you you have come across we have been experiencing we have been hearing and we have been reading many times in your life do you know what is repentance today as simple as that we see ourselves yes when we sin we see ourselves as god sees as as a sinner we see our sin as god sees us as simple as that check about yourself do you have god loves us the great command is love him love god love one another of course you have to love yourself love yourself love others as you love yourselves do you love yourself first if not that is self assassin father god once again we thank you for this time thank you for speaking to us lord let this word remain in each and every one of our hearts in a day to day life help us to understand what we are how we are living in this world lord living in this world is a challenge to live as a sinless and blameless person continue to remind us about the repentance in every day of our life lord help us to live we are all called to live a victorious life lord to glorify your name be mercy upon us In Jesus precious name we pray. Amen. 
Now it's the time for us to go to the Lord's table. And uh, just a few words for you. And you know about the Lord's table. I will read a few words from 1st Corinthians chapter 11. This is the institution of the Lord's Supper. For I receive from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on that same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drink the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many are asleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. So once again, dear children of God, it is not as a ritual. It is a God-given ordinances. One of the ordinances in the New Testament church. He are come here to... And this communion is, once again, it is a memorial. Memorial of when we eat the body, the bread, and we remember that is the body of Jesus Christ. When we drink the cup, the wine, and we remember that that is his blood. That is a memorial. And what is the communion? When we come together and take, this, take part in this, we are also union one another and also communion with our Lord Jesus Christ himself as a sign as he did in the day before his death along with his disciples. And also it is a time it reminds us about the proclamation. And we are reminded to proclaim his death and his return. And, uh, and this has to be done till he comes. So before we come, please examine yourself. And if you have an unforgiven sin in you, it is a time for you to repent and take part in this. And even if you are, and it is always open for the children of God, those who are accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, and obey the Lord into the waters of baptism. Even though you are baptized and you are a member of this church, if you feel that, if you have unforgiven sin in you, against anyone or against with our God, it is the time for you to repent before God and take part in this table and receive God's blessing and being a blessing to others. Let us bow before God and pray for this table. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. Once again, we remember, Lord, your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent to this world and to Put him on the cross. Our Lord gave his life and he shed his precious blood to save us on our behalf. Because of our sins and our iniquities, he carried all of them and he shed his blood for us. And also it is commanded for us to do it, O oh Father, as much as possible. Today here we are. Lord, bless the blood bread and the wine sanctify it as you are going to take part in this Lord help us to receive your blessing remind us about 
our sins were forgiven by your son jesus and also lord we are set us free help us also to remain that we are commanded to proclaim this gospel until you come bless each and every one of us let your presence be experienced as we are going to take part in this in jesus precious name we pray amen let the ushers direct you please so cooperate with them in christ alone my hope is found he is my life my strength my song this cornerstone this Let's go 
table that was laid out for us, and as we bring the service to a close. In the institution of the Lord's Supper, twice the Lord said, do this in remembrance of me. And again he said, do this in remembrance of me. To all of you who are part partaken of the Lord's Supper, take a moment to say, thank you, God. I remember why you did what you did. I remember with gratitude, I acknowledge that without what you did, I would be lost. And so in faith, we say that, Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord, because you looked down, you saw my pitiful state, and you knew the only way forward, the only way that I could live, the only way that I could get to heaven was if Jesus Christ died on that cross. Church, just thank the Lord. If Jesus didn't do what he did, you and I will still be in that pigsty. You and I will still be wallowing in our sin. But you and I have repented. You and I have chosen to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I have chosen to be obedient to him. And you and I today acknowledge that yes, Jesus Christ, thank you for what you have done. Church, talk to God right now. This is your time to say thank you. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for this table that you have set before us, Lord. That even as we took of the bread and the wine, we remembered your body that was broken for us. We remembered your blood that was shed for the remission of our sins. And Father God, we are grateful. Today we have a hope, we have a future, we have everything ahead of us, Lord, simply because of the sacrifice that you made. And Father God, as your body on earth today, Lord, the church, we are grateful, Lord. We are indeed thankful, Lord Father, that you chose to give us life and not to let us be in our sin, Lord. 
Father God, help us to remember this all the time, Lord. That we are not who we are because of what we have done. We are who we are because of what you have done, Lord. Father God, help us to remember that it is your body and it is your blood which has given us life. We are no longer dead in sin, but we are living in Christ. Father God, we thank you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, Father, for your word which you brought across to us, Lord, this day. Of how without repentance and remission, it is just not possible to get close to you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that every one of us, Lord, would look into our own lives today, Lord. And where we have erred, where we have fallen short, Lord, we would truly cry out unto you, Lord, that you will once again stretch forth your hands and say, come, my child, you are mine. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are doing what you are doing for us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.